heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. This uh, barbaric fight that we're talking about in the Middle East, um, it, it needs to be said that purely this is a wake-up call. Uh, it is a wake-up call to humanity. It is a wake-up call, surely, to the American people, to the is- Israeli people. You have to remember that uh, throughout all of this, throughout many, many years, uh, the chants coming out of Iran uh, in all of these terrorist camps, by the way, ha- has always been death to Israel, death to America. That is a soundbite that has not changed. That is their ultimate goal, and that should put it into context for every American listening. Welcome into the voice of a nation, my fellow Americans here. It's a very difficult story. This story is, uh, and you know, every hour that goes by and every day that goes by, you continue to learn more and more of the atrocities, the evil. It is also important to say to you, this is not a religious fight or a fight of faith or a fight of geography or a fight of land or a fight of two-state solution or a fight of any of that. This is a fight of good versus evil. That's what this is. You see the evil, you see the imagery, you hear the stories. There is no other way to look at that fight. It is the core of evil that is, uh, and it's a battle of, of that fight right here on earth. We spoke yesterday about this report that the Wall Street Journal had put out about uh, Tehran uh, plotting the attack. Interestingly enough or not, over the last couple of days, the White House, the president, has been silent. There has been no word from them up until this afternoon. The president had a brief Conversation, And I was reminded when he left that conversation and he quickly scuttled out of the room and the questions started to fly. I was reminded to the previous administration who would always stand and take all the questions from all the reporters, all the folks there would answer all the questions, knowing how serious the moment was. But that didn't happen this time. But I don't, it is important also to remark, I don't remember a time where we've had this sort of a world event and yet silence from the White House, from the President of the United States. Now, obviously, there, this uh, speech he spoke about this afternoon was carefully, uh, carefully crafted uh, many times over. In fact, it was delivered very late from what they had said. Uh, about an hour and a half or more than that, late. 
And obviously they were struggling with how to do it. And the other thing is they also realize uh, the, this group of cabal of people that are prompting Biden up of, I'm sure there's pep talks going on. There's medication that given to him, all these kinds of, I mean, let's call it what it is so that he can even deliver the speech. But in that speech, he never mentioned Iran. It never came up. <laughs> now, overnight, uh, it was uh, put out by the Iran's Ayatollah Khamenei. He says, and I quote, the Ayatollah says, we kiss the hands of those who planned Israel attacks. We kiss the hands. Well, in essence, as I looked more at some of the slaughter and some of the grotesque, barbaric behavior of these, um, you can't call them people. You can't call them human beings. These creatures from hell would be a, a better summation of this uh, group of people here. It is a form of indoctrination that these people go through within this whole process that nobody is really talking about. And we'll talk about it today. It is, it is a point, and that's why it's hard to rationalize. You and I cannot rationalize this behavior. We, we can't put our arms, our minds, our thoughts around this. It's, we just can't. You can't. Who would cut babies' heads off? Who, who would do that, friends? Who? Do you know anybody in your circle who would do that? And if you do, you're part of the problem and hanging with the wrong people, potentially, huh? <laughs> we know that's not possible. The, the, um, as it was reported yesterday, when they uh, took the kites and flew into the music festival, uh, shooting at the legs of all the people, just brutalizing them, limb and body and soul, and just, just hell, just evil hell. The This torment they put on people, driving the fear, and then taking the prisoners and then threatening every hour to start killing them if they keep bombing Gaza and in because they are on a point now to destroy and drive Hamas out. So what I, it, it gets a little weirder with the White House. And then I'm going to tell you another big point about Hamas. Um, well, I, I, I just got to say it now as well. I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, Hamas in uh, Iran, uh, obviously, which is the bigger player here, and it's been duly noted now, there's no way Hamas could have pulled this off without, and we'll, we'll talk about that. But in regards to uh, Iran, uh, I I believe, I, I, I sense, I feel that they have overplayed their hand this time around. I have to believe that humanity will stand at this moment, although... As it was pointed out to me, coming live just moments ago from one of my guests today, well, but still they are celebrating uh, Palestinians, uh, people all in various countries around the world are uh, still supporting, I guess would be a better word possibly, uh, the Palestinians. So it is a point of context to put out there. And... Uh, but we can only speak for the vast majority of the human race, friends. We cannot speak for every human being. Let's call it what it is, please. Okay? All right? We just can't speak for every soul. 
But it is a fight of good and evil, and the majority of those people are going to stand tall for what's right and wrong, and which means Iran has overplayed their hand, which could turn these events into a significant moment in time uh, for humanity on this planet to address the real caliber of the problem, which is the indoctrination of Muhammad's Quran and Sharia and the core of evil that sits with these uh, evildoers. You, you just can't call them people, I'll tell you, you know. So President Biden says the United States has Israel's back. He put out, uh, uh, you know, uh, compassionate words in regards to that. Uh, call it like we see it here. Uh, however, no mention of Iran, no mention of other things, just the usual uh, talking points. Uh, but uh, stayed back just a little bit from making any other major commitments. So this was sort of a... Uh, a speech that would placate the moment is what I would describe it as, you understand? Especially since it's a president you haven't heard from in over a couple of days, uh, for sure. So this was kind of a, we got to get out there and do something here, take this speech, go out and give the guy some meds and we'll stand him up and he'll spout some words out. I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to sound, uh, you know, ridiculous about it or uh, overstate what I think should be obvious to everybody. Um. Now, in the last few days, the White House continues to say they have uh, not seen any hard, tangible evidence that Iran was directly involved in the Hamas attack against Israel. And the national security spokesman, John Kirby, and I do not say that name with any level of enthusiasm, to be sure. He says that there was no hard, tangible evidence that Iran was directly involved in this. It's words coming from him, but he goes further. You, you're going to, you, you'll be shocked at some of this. He, he goes on and tells, he's in some media interviews on multiple channels. And he's asked about, well, you know, you have stated in previous times about climate change being the, you know, the most existential threat to the human race and so on and so forth and uh, to, to people, you know. Do you stand by that? Does the White House stand by those comments right now? No, that, that, those were, uh, paraphrasing, that, those were the questions, okay? Now, in a moment like this, you would think he might come out and maybe refocus or address the point. But here's what he does. He more than doubles down and he says this. John Kirby says, and I quote, climate change is an existential threat. It actually threatens and is capable of wiping out all human life on Earth over time. Climate change, uh, it actually threatens. Yeah, OK. The president believes wholeheartedly, Kirby says, that climate change is the existential threat to all of human life on the planet. That's just science, he continued. But it doesn't mean that we turn our back on the other challenges facing this country and our allies and partners around the world. So part and parcel, what this uh, administration and this president and this cabal of globalists are using this climate alarmism business as a smokescreen while the West, rest of the world is falling apart. And these people are running around like chicken little talking about the climate. 
Uh, and those of us who study the science, and we have plenty of scientists on America Out Loud and plenty of people who know what the hell is going on in the climate business, know that that is 100,000% rubbish. Rubbish. And it has no place in any of this. And there's no comparison to that measure and what's taken place with this fight. So, it, you know, it's disgusting that this is the kind of crap that comes out of the White House, frankly. Now, join in on the program today. We'll have again here, uh, Ilana Friedman uh, and IQ Al Razuli will be on with me today, as I told you in previous broadcasts. And again, they're both experts in this field. They, they both speak super well on this topic. They've, they've lived there. They've studied it. They understand uh, the, uh, the environment, but they understand more than that. And it really is about this culture, this ideology, this, this culture of hate, the indoctrination of these people when they're transformed from human beings to what? Just evildoers. I mean, Satanists, you know, so Lots to talk about. Let's get started here. Uh, Ilana, I want to start with you on this uh, president's speech. In summary, was there anything else that you got from that speech? How would you size it up, please? Um, I would I would actually say my first reaction was it's probably the strongest speech he's given since he was president. He didn't take sides. Well, I, I, I shouldn't say he didn't create a, an equivalency. He took sides. He took Israel's side. And he talked about the, the, the terrible destruction of human lives that, that Hamas um, terrorists extracted from the population. Over They killed over a thousand people in one day. This is a, something. And I, I, I was pleased to hear him do, go that far. Mm -hmm. However, he he also said that America was going to be supporting Israel and providing support, but he didn't say what it was. He didn't say what they were doing. Um, I have heard from other sources um, that, uh, for example, um, the um, that that um, uh, we're sending thirty-five smart bombs uh, over to Israel, hmm. and. Uh, and and Israel itself is is going is going to be partnering as as a as a full partner with the United States, according to what I've heard. That because America, they have not only put out their uh, Gerald R. Ford um, um, strike group into the Mediterranean and a lot near Israel shore, but the question is, okay, they've done that. What are they going to do with it? And how are they going to support Israel? And this is something he could have said, but didn't. And that was disappointing because if there's no action, the words don't mean a thing. Right. That's right. That's right. Well, I mean, what are they going to do with the carrier group? Uh, Ilana, I don't imagine they're going to do anything with the carrier group. I think it's just there for show. Let's, let's get to the point here, okay? It's just there for show and tell. What the hell are they going to do with it? What are they going to do? Send off missiles and blow up the Gaza? What are they going to do with it? Well, no, no. That, that this carrier group has a uh, 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 a very large complement of air air. Yeah, but fighters. what are they going to do? You don't think they're going to get involved in an actual war there? I don't know. I mean, they could certainly they could certainly deploy. They've got F thirty fives, F fifteens, F sixteens, and A tens 
on this ship. And the ship is the length of three football fields. It's huge. Right. Um, it could send aircraft. Whether the aircraft will get involved in actual war, it doesn't necessarily. Do, do you mean. do you think they might do that? Do you honestly? Do you think it could happen for real? I I don't know honestly. I don't know. It depends on how much courage the president has. Okay. Well, uh, let, let, all right. Well, let's go to IQ and ask him that same question. IQ Al Rizzoli, Um, Do you? I, I mean, I believe the carrier group there and all of that is show and tell. That's what I'm thinking. I don't think it's anything more than that. IQ. I don't care what they cut on there. Uh, I don't think they're going to use it in any capacity. Do you have a difference of opinion, sir? No, I agree with you, but I'll tell you something. That carrier group can bring enough destruction on Hezbollah if Hezbollah starts a war on the north of Israel. Well, let's talk about that now. Hold on, brother. You bring up a very valid point now. We touched briefly on it yesterday, so let's talk about that. If Hezbollah does, we've, we've already seen them doing some things yesterday, uh, there were several killed, as Ilana reported to, and that were killed, uh, that invaded on the northern uh, border. And they have been firing their missiles in, and they have a lot more uh, armaments and equipment to do damage. Is that a correct statement, IQ? They have 130 to 150,000 missiles. Right. So you're talking about catastrophic damage. Yes, they have. Yeah, and, and Israel could not stop all of that. So we can no talk of some serious damage. Yeah, no way, no way. So she then is, have, is that is that the measurement when hold is that so is that do you sense please is that the tipping point because this is really delicate I skated to both of you yesterday and to listeners I, I I can't believe that Hamas would have done this without a bigger plan there has to be a bigger plan at play here or they have just met their end because Israel's not going to stop until they wipe them the hell off the map is what I'm thinking tell me I'm wrong with that IQ. Or what you see? You are wrong only because it's a matter of time. Israel was always stopped from finishing her job. Every single time. Will she be stopped this time? And the West stopped her. Will she be stopped this time? Again, the West will stop her or attempt to. But I'll tell you something. The Israelis today are on a suicide mission just like the Muslims. They want to exterminate Hamas. That's it. I don't think anybody in the world will try to stop her or, or they can attempt to stop her, but I don't think she will do that. Yo, yo, hold on now. You don't, let me slow this down. You don't think this is, because you didn't quite state that yesterday when we asked that question. You're saying to me, you don't think that Israel will finish the job with Hamas in Gaza. Is that what you're saying? Yes. In the long term, they will not be able to because they will be stopped. Okay, so you think the, the fact that the okay they will be stopped now? What yeah. if Hezbollah? Okay, let's keep playing on this, please. What if Hezbollah strikes right now? What if that was the next part of this plan? What if they did? Would that change the the, the war games on this thing? It will change it only in the type of armaments to be used. Israel will have to use nuclear weapons. Well, that would be a game changer, then, brother. Uh, that's a different story. All I'm saying is. Now we are talking about an existential threat. Okay? Israel will use nuclear weapons. Simple, not complicated. Okay. Well, that would change things then. And then what happens then? I mean, so I mean, so let me let me just ask you straight out with Hamas, please, because I'm still having trouble with understanding the ultimate goal of their mass suicide event here. Do you 
think that this Hamas strike, the, it, it, no one around, now hear me carefully on this IQ, no one around, no one Hezbollah, no one the region, no one where Hamas is, Gaza, all of the players, you see what's going Do you think that this was a one-off with Hamas and that's in their grand master plan right now it, it, with this particular juncture? Was that it? Or do you think there's a, another part to this plan, as I stated, there could be yesterday and today? Of course, there was a bigger plan. They were expecting the whole of the Arab world to get involved. I see. They needed an uprising by the uh, Arabs in Israel. The 20% of the population in Israel is Arab. Why hasn't that happened? Well, as the Arabs. Well, why do you think it hasn't happened? Because Hamas is a murderous group. They, nobody wanted them to start the war. So you think these people figured it out or they know already? And so what they thought they wanted, they're not going to get. Look, people calculate many things and they go wrong. In World War II, had the French not allowed Hitler in 1936 to take the territory that was given to them after World War I, Hitler would have been finished. But they didn't. Simple. Okay, so... So, so you're thinking with, with Hezbollah, so do you feel like right now they're going to stay silent or do you think they will get involved in this excursion? No, they will try to get involved. I'm not saying they'll be silent, but let's put it in perspective. Okay. They saw 30, 14 uh, missiles. We're not talking about peanuts. This is peanuts. They have 150,000. Right, right. This is only okay. to show, okay, we are supporting you. Right. But right. if they go the whole way, we are talking a complete different war now. So do you think, could that happen? Yes, it could happen, of course. Miscalculations are done every single day. All right. All right. Fair enough. That's a good good answer. Ilana, do you think that would happen uh, just on the same exact point, please, with Hezbollah in the north? Do you think that could happen? I, I think that's part of the plan. Uh, the, the plan was the first stage from Hamas, and they carried it out with statism and 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 brutality and and anything that would would bring attention to them and something that they thought was was outstanding outstanding they were congratulating themselves right. all the way around with their great success but i think that was only the first part of the plan the second part was to uh use these missiles what what hamas used were rockets right, and they right. weren't got, went wherever they went the uh, the the Hezbollah has 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 guided missiles. Right, right. They are, and, and in fact, they used one. It's today. a whole different story. Did they? Okay, it's a whole different story. What's 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 yeah. what's plan three of this attack, please? Do you have a sense of that? Plan three of this is well. First of all, there I I really believe they're they're planning that on these these hundred and what did you say one hundred thirty thousand? Uh, I I can't one hundred thirty thousand. Yeah, one hundred. Thousand missiles will do the job in Israel, and Israel will be no more. And then Iran won't have to get directly involved. But I believe Iran has a, a, a nuclear bomb or two that it can deploy to finish the job in Israel. All right, let me ask IQ: Do you think uh, Iran right now possesses that nuclear uh, response? IQ: Yes or no? If they have the bomb, yes. Whether they will be able to deliver it is another story. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, because nobody's talking about that, but I do wonder. So, Ilana, you're saying to me then, 
as I reported yesterday and stated, my gut feeling was I, I it just from the psychological uh, spin of this whole thing that this was as you were, well, you also stated yesterday, Alana, there was a whole planning exercise of this in Lebanon uh, with Hamas, Hezbollah and Iran uh, to carry what took place off. That's been documented now. That is accurate information. The White House knows that. They know damn well Iran's name. I mean, they act stupid up there. Like in that John Doofus Kirby, like he doesn't know anything. He knows damn well who's behind this. It's 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 not Hamas at Gaza. It's the bigger picture. This they just don't want to admit what because they screwed up because they've been courting them because they've been trying to cut these deals with them because it's they're just not being responsible in the way that they need to be responsible uh, to push back on this. But you also think this is a multi level. A, a program plan, Ilana, like I stated yesterday, because there's no way I felt that Hamas would do a complete suicide because they know Israel. They know when you butcher people to that point. They know when you cut the heads off of babies and you do barbaric things, a gr- gr- grotesque and barbaric and evil and Satanist. They know when you do that to human life, you are going to wake people up to, to immense proportions. They know that. They know it. And there's no way they would have done that to have this thing die right there at the border. There has to be more to this plan, but nobody's damn well talking about it. Well, there is more to this plan, I'm absolutely sure. But you've got to remember when you're talking about Hamas or or, or Islamist terrorists altogether, that as, as IQ said so eloquently yesterday, they live to die. They, no, that's what I said, they live to die. Oh, <laughs> They no, live sorry. to die. No, it's a damn truth. I, I know this. IQ says it as well all the time, but they live to die where we live to live. So you cannot threaten them with death because that's not exactly. that's not incentive exactly. to behave the way they did. Then And so um, I don't know that they ever considered the consequences uh, because they don't care. If they yeah. die, they die. Then they go to Allah and 72 virgins. That's a true statement. That's a, We know oh. this very clearly. Yeah. All right. So, wow, wow. Um, Now, um, IQ, when I make the statement, now forget it, okay, put everything we just set aside, leave it over there, please, okay? When I make the statement of this sort, and I say to you, looking at everything, looking at warfare, looking at everything the way it is, where it is right now, at this juncture, and if I would say to you, Iran, not, not respective of what's going to happen yet, because we don't know everything that will happen. But but I'm going to say to you from my gut, based on all this evidence, Iran has overplayed their hand. Iran has overplayed their hand through their essentially their proxies of Hezbollah and, and um, uh, Hamas. When I make that statement, what do you say back to that? I don't think they did. I'll tell you why. Please. Because Israel is not retaliating against Iran. If our prime minister, instead of Benjamin Netanyahu, okay, let's assume, I would have nuked Iran, not, let's understand this, I'm talking about measured nuclear bombs which are for targeted items. You would have went into their city center where the government is, and you would have... No, I would have taken the majlis with all of them inside it. In one night. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Look, I, I don't miss my words. I never use in my opinion. I never use I think. I know. So you say that would have that should have been the response now, but hold on now. Is it, it we can't really say, dependent upon what the next moves are, that that could happen? No. Of course it could happen. And furthermore, when you all say, well, Hezbollah could wipe them out with 100, 150,000 missiles, I'm going to push back on both of you and say, I don't think that's possible because I think, well, if I follow what you have been telling us over the years, Israel would respond immediately with nuclear activity and blow Hezbollah off the map. They Am I anywhere in the ballpark? Yes, but as Ilana explained it, they don't care. Death to them is the ultimate battle. Well, then let's just give them their wish. What the hell are we waiting for? I, I, I agree with you. But who is allowing it? Who is stopping Israel? The West. Yeah. You know, Americans who are listening to me now, remember, I repeatedly mentioned it to you when Biden opened the border. One day, very soon, there will be acts against you guys that 9-11 would have been peanuts. 30 to 50,000 people would be killed in one hour. Mark my words. Remember what I'm telling you now. Don't think you are safe. You are not safe. You, you, you open the borders. You have terrorists amongst you from Islamic countries from all over the Muslim world. Yeah. yeah. Why do I speak about Muslims? Let me explain something to you. There are well, two I, types I wanna, of Muslims. I'm going to put you on, I'm going to hold you right there. We're going to come back to that. IQ, stay right there. Uh, we're speaking with IQ, Al Razuli, and Ilana Friedman here on The Voice of a Nation. Here's what we want to do in, in part two of this conversation today, friends. Want to talk about this indoctrination, talk about this culture, this ideology, this hate. What's at the core of it? Uh, it's an important piece of this. And um, I want to give uh, IQ the floor to talk about that and Ilana uh, in a summation point. I mean, we, we have a limited amount of time, but I, I want you to understand uh, the core of this fight uh, is important to understand that. Next of all, we you know we're playing the war games out of what might might or might not happen, but uh, if you do follow the trends of this and you understand with Hamas, there is something more to this story. But as IQ says, the West always stops them from finishing it. Uh, Israel knows what they're dealing with. They know this uh, culture of hate and this ideology, uh, which is why oftentimes experts say they're prepared for whatever that moment is, which is why I made the statements I said a moment ago about Hezbollah and responding to them like likewise, or Iran likewise. But the culture of hate is massive in size and scope. It's like a pinprick. It's like a pinprick. It's like a needle in a haystack and a pinprick. This Hamas thing is really on the big meter, the, the meter and scale of this event here is just over here, yet the ramifications of all of this and the way they reverberate, not just through the Middle East, but around the world, is, is significant. It is significant. And that's what we're talking about here to truly understand that. Back to, and one last thing I will say to you, back to what IQ just said to you. You know, I want to tell you something. I've been saying, I've spent a lot of time, years, talking about the potential terrorist threat to our nation just ahead. I've spoken with the best and the brightest 
on this network, on this platform, on these shows of what that's going to look like. I stated yesterday the price Americans are going to pay for the ignorance that we've done by putting this administration into power, number one, and the result of their policies, uh, his sins that he has put out to the American people and the disasters that has transpired here uh, from all of his policies, the ruins that we are almost pretty well guaranteed to 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 uh, feel now are are going to be real. It's going to be real life. Uh, what he stated is, is an accurate statement. There is a price to pay for all this. There's not a free pass, friends. When you're this reckless with policies, you're this reckless with borders. What really gets me the hypocrisy and the bullshit about all of this in the last several days, all of a sudden, I see these media reports coming up on various news channels now, networks and cable channels. The, I don't need the, the usual clowns. I'll leave it at that. OK, all of a sudden, their reports are coming up about the terrorists. And oh, by the way, we better look at our own southern border. Oh, by the way, we have a little bit of a problem here. Oh, by the way, we got like, oh, it's not just hundreds, but thousands that are in here in our country. Oh, by the way, is anybody paying attention here? Oh, by the way. And I'm just saying to myself, you bastards, <laughs> this emptiness, brainless media circles that are, they do nothing but pass propaganda around. And then when it hits the fan, they want to start the by the way conversation. Where the hell were you when this was developing and happening, when you supported the clown in the White House and the problems that we're having right now? And it was all about get Trump. Where were you then? We'll take a pause. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. Listen to Malcolm, The Voice of a Nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. 
Welcome back into the Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Allout here, uh, yours truly. And, uh, you know, I've had a uh, fair amount of stress in the last few days. I've had a, um, a pit in my stomach and my, uh, my soul. I, I can't, uh, as I described you yesterday, very difficult to describe. I feel the pain and um, it's, uh, it's taken a toll on me personally, frankly. Uh, when I see these people, I've visited Israel a couple of times. I love the country, love the people, but I love all people, frankly. Uh, that's why I can't call the barbarians people, because they're less than human, uh, for sure. Finding the description to what to call them, uh, you know, partners of Satan, evil, hell. I mean, it's about it. I don't even know if you get that. I guess maybe that is the treatment in hell when they cut the head of a baby off or shoot you in the brains or the legs or terrorize your family and rape your wives and mother and maybe that is what they do in hell i don't know i hope never to visit it or see it friends but if that is hell then it's right here on earth right now if it's not hell and there's another version of hell let me know what that looks like please okay and then our politicians play games constant games it's all it is is games it's one-upmanship oh it's going to look nice for the camera you know and nobody really is addressing the core problem We'll do that right now here. IQ Al Razuli, Alana Friedman here. Uh, IQ, I want to go with you here next here. All right. I want you to take a moment in, in a summation now, because we've got to keep the conversation up at uh, 30,000 30, feet. It's a lot to talk about. How do we explain to the American people in simple terms this indoctrination, this cultural, this ideology that is at the rot of all the evil we're talking about and all these terrorist groups from ISIS and ISIS-K and Hezbollah, and they're all over Africa. Uh, they're in Afghanistan, the jihadists. I mean, they're, uh, it's a massive undertaking what's happening around the world. How do we explain that culture, that indoctrination that these people pray to and when we talk about Sharia and what the fight is really about, please? You remember once you asked me, how do you separate Muslims, good Muslims, from bad Muslims? Yes, sir. That's all you tell It's very simple. In Islam, a true Muslim is a Sharia-compliant Muslim. I want Americans to think about it, to remember that. A Sharia-compliant Muslim, he has his wife wearing the hijab or the niqab, and she, can, she has to keep her mouth shut. She has to obey him no matter what kind of a piece of garbage he is. This is Sharia compliance. The people that Western minds, not knowing the Quran, speak of moderate Muslims are the ones who are not Sharia compliant. Mm -hmm. So you have one and a half billion Sharia compliant Muslims who are the eternal and mortal enemies, not only of Israel and the Jews, but of every single human being on the planet who is not a Muslim. That means all Christians, Buddhists, Hindus, uh, atheists, agnostics, homosexuals, heterosexuals, doesn't matter. You're not a Muslim. You are only a beast. The Quran says, Allah tells his followers, you are the best of a humanity I created. So the God of Muhammad, the God of Islam, Allah, created 80% of humanity not to believe in him, so that 20% of humanity that he made into believers to hunt them, kill them, rape them, plunder them, and enslave them. 
This is Islam. And $500,000 says, any Muslim or any other human being listening to me can prove me wrong, I will pay him $500,000. This is not a joke. This is real. All right. Uh, that uh, should give everybody a sense, a little bit of a sense. Ilana, I want to get you in here now. I want you to pick up and add something of consequence to what IQ delivers there. on the Because you've written books about this. You've studied it. You've talked about it. Continue to build that story of this indoctrination of these jihadists, that culture. If you were to see... As an example, what Hamas puts on children's television and they get these little kids and they dress them up like Israeli soldiers and then they encourage them to kill them, five-year-olds. And and then they're rewarded with candy. This is, I consider this, this level of mentality as a kind of collective insanity it's not human it's not it has there is no there is no um uh, generosity there is no any kind of empathy that they have for anybody and this is something that is so scary because it is so insane You can't talk to them. You can't convince them otherwise. They are brought up like this from the cradle, and they really believe that it is their way. And if they should die, they all go to Islam heaven, and and the boys have uh, 72 virgins at their command, and and the, the girls, I don't know, they get something too, I suppose. But the girls aren't as important as the boys. So, uh Altogether, uh, this is something that I don't think we really understand very much at all, because we are if you look at the demonstrations, they are talking about these people like they're they're like us, like they're just normal people who've had enough. That's not what it is. This is this is so far beyond beyond the scope of anything that we understand, because it isn't human. Right, right. Well, this is what I've said as my message. Thank you for that, Ilana. Uh, And you're speaking about the indoctrination, the way she describes the cartoons and the kids. You get a sense now when that sort of uh, uh, education uh, is uh, driven, uh, it's beat into the kids from early, early, early age, and then they're gifted with these actions that they do. What happens is they only know that world. They only they it's the only world they know. They don't know the other world. So the indoctrination is very strong and it's taken over this, as IQ said, a billion and a half, I think you said, IQ, right? Uh, Minimum is a billion and a half. Billion and a half, you said. That's what I said, yeah. And um, so we're talking about that culture and what it is. And some of these people, I mean, little boys, little girls, I mean, they look very sweet. They look very pleasant. They look very... but. The culture and the rot and the indoctrination is what it is, and it's it's uh, it's a terrible thing. Uh, Q, I want to ask you something here. All right, we're seeing a, a couple of things. Uh, listen, in the South, the Palestinians and Hamas. Now, I know some very good Palestinian people. Uh, they are um, here in America, I'm speaking about, uh, and they are uh, terrific, fun-loving people, uh, their culture, um, and... Um, very Americanized in every way. 
Um, and uh, when you look at Pal the Palestinian people out there in Gaza uh, and Hamas itself, that they're, they control it, that region like rats. They're into all of the cesspools and sewers and buildings. I mean, it's a couple of million, over two million people heavily, heavily put into that place, uh, which really is not a pleasant looking place. It, it looks like hell, really. And the, the and now it's going to look a lot worse with the bombing and everything that's happening right there right now, in fact. Uh, the Palestinians have never, uh, well, I've often wondered early on in this fight, when I understood this culture, why they didn't push back more on Hamas. Uh, was there ever a situation where, I mean, was this always out of their control when Hamas got in there and really uh, put their hatred and their ideology all over, or could they have ever taken another road here? The yeah. question Americans should ask, Israel was created about the same time as the so-called refugees. Israel, between 1948 and 1956, took in 950,000 Jewish refugees from Arab and Muslim lands. They put them in camps, three to four years, disgusting camps, with ration of food, ration of bread, ration of everything. But what did they do with it? They didn't dwell over it that we were chucked out from our countries. They built a state. Why did the Palestinians build a state? There was no Jewish occupation for 19 years between 1948 and 1967 in Gaza. There was no Jewish occupation of the West Bank between 1948 and 1967 in the West Bank. Right. They had 19 years to create a state. Nobody is asking the question, why did you not create a state? I still ask the question. Well, Why did they create a state? and you're bringing up a point. I actually well, thank you for that. I wanted to talk to you about this concept of a two state solution that is always talked about, which is what you're really kind of addressing here and talking about. It's always the talking point they put out there, IQ, but you're saying that really isn't the objective. Of course not. Sorry to interrupt you. They had two state solution in 1948. Exactly. Yeah. Listen, the United Nations resolution 181 created two state solutions. Right, right. But the Arabs and the Palestinian Arabs, or so called, they're not Palestinian, by the way, they, they were never the Palestine state. The, they are the Arabs of mandated Palestine okay. who went and wanted to exterminate Israel in 1948. They lost. Oh, okay. They lost in 1967. They lost in 1973. But they will never stop trying to exterminate it. Yeah, it, well, that's a good description, what you just lay out there, actually. Thank you for that. Educators on the fact that uh, this was a group of Arabs who uh, called themselves Palestinians, and that was the Palestinian state. They could have done it all that time. They It never was done. But yet still today, I heard uh, maybe it was John Doofus Kirby or one of the cats from the... Uh, uh, the, uh, the the White House there state that you know about a two state solution. I mean, it sounds to me like IQ that is just a joke. The whole thing is a, an absolute I want joke. To ask this Kirby, let him call a single name of a Palestinian king. I will pay him two hundred thousand dollars. Well. Even beside that, and I don't even care about that stuff. I'm talking. I know you say that, and I, but that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is this idea that they're trying to sell a two-state solu state solution, 
that they could have done. But what you're driving at is that was never the argument, was never the discussion, was never the debate. That's what matters. Yeah, that's what matters. It had to do with Quran. But yet they still go around the media. Islam will not allow a Jewish state or a Christian state. You keep forgetting people. Lebanon was a Christian state. Yeah. It was, that's right. That's right. They killed them. They killed them. Today, yeah. they massacred enough Lebanese yeah. Christians, and many of them went all over the world. Yeah. Now it's a Muslim state. Well, and to your point, brother, to your point, I have some very good Lebanese American friends out on the West uh, Coast uh, of this country that are just beautiful people. I mean, uh, really beautiful people, IQ. And they their their history was tortured. It was... Right? It was destroyed. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. Sad. Again so, and again, I've got to explain. Yeah. The Arabs invaded the Holy Land from 635 AD. It was a Christian land. Iraq was partly Christian, partly Persian. Yeah. Christian. Anatolia, where Turkey is, Christian. North Africa, the whole of it was Christian. Nobody points this point out. Yeah. Ilhan Omar should be executed. I'll tell you why she should be executed. She wears the hijab. Well, they, you know they, what that means? Oh, yeah. Well, they should be thrown out of Congress at the very least, but they were put there by their constituency because those, uh, and Alana and I talked about this uh, earlier off mic, uh, those constituents in those markets put them into power. And so they're in Congress. But there were Muslims who put them in power. That's right. In these countries, they are Muslims. Well, those cities and towns are. Yes, thank you. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, they were taken over. There's part of okay. this country but, that's but that lost. That doesn't make right. it legal. Wait a minute. That doesn't make her legal. As a Muslim, as a Sharia compliant Muslim, she cannot be both a good Muslim and a loyal citizen among uh, Christians. Impossible. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, I know what you're saying from your vantage point, but it is legal in our country. There's nothing illegal no, about it's the not being legal here. in your country. It is Sharia legal. Is, no, no, no. Sorry. I have to stop you. Sharia is the nemesis of the American Constitution. There are so people how could it be legal. I, I know you say that all the time, and I hear you. But there are people in our country right now don't don't pay a damn attention to the Constitution. IQ. It doesn't make yeah, it illegal. It is illegal when the when in when somebody who goes to the mosque and the imam tells him that you as a Muslim cannot be a friend of a Christian and a Jew. That's treason. Well, it's immoral. It's BS. But they do oh, it, and there's nothing. Legal. There's no, nothing that legal. stops Sorry. it. Well, our, no. listen, our own Congress doesn't even pass the follow the Constitution. They don't care, they care about this point here. I'm just saying that there's an indoctrination in these cities and towns. They're voting for these clowns. They're putting them into Congress. They're multiplying. A lot of these people in the bureaucratic state were put into power through Barack Obama's administration over eight freaking okay. long years. And in Those, a long time, they would destroy you. Absolutely, 100%. Are using democracy to destroy democracy. Oh, it's ridiculous, this whole thing. They don't even know what a democracy is. They ought to read up on the fact and know that we're a damn constitutional republic. I apologize. I'm talking American constitution. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about those clowns. Yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, so let me ask you this. This this whole thing with the, a, a straightforward question here, and this is tricky because you even, we were talking about this off mic a little bit, but here you go. You know, we just explained the indoctrination, the core, the hate, the evil, and, and very descriptive, plain English terms. And then we look around the world right now in New York, in London, in Paris, and all these major markets that are they are celebrating and supporting um, what's happening in Hamas right now, in Gaza. 
why is that IQ? The ones who are doing it are the Muslims who are in Europe. The people who were invited by Angela Merkel, invited by Macron, invited by every European country, they said, come, welcome. You are persecuted. We welcome you. They are the ones who are going to destroy you now. Yeah. yeah. Okay? Yeah. So uh, it's, not, it's not the Europeans who are demonstrating. Yeah. It is the Muslims in Europe who are demonstrating. Okay. All right. Now, in our time left, let me kind of rev it up a little more now because we we're, uh, always run short of time here. It's incredible uh, conversation. Um, all right. We're right now, uh, we're day four, coming into day five. Uh, what is the, what do you expect to happen next? Ilana Friedman, what, just give me your, I'm looking for your opinion. I'm not looking for what it says in the media reports. I don't care what CNN and Fox and NBC say. I don't give a rat's ass about that. I'm asking your professional opinion, expert opinion. What happens next, please, in this fight? I think whatever happens in Gaza, and I think there's going to be a tremendous destruction there. Uh, but I think the next the next stage in this uh, uh, this attack is going to come from Lebanon, and uh, hopefully we, there will be some way of stopping. But the plan, as I understand it, is for the Hezbollah to release uh, hundreds of thousands of these guided missiles to Israel. Now you can, if you can imagine the 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 rainfall of. of Instead yeah. of rain, it's missiles. That's right. There is no way to stop these. This will be, if if Iran has her way, this right. will be the destruction of okay, Israel. Okay, so let, let me ask you now: if, if that happens, uh, do, it, do well with the sense that you're saying that can happen? Do are you stating that in your opinion could be a next step, or or are you stating that within your intelligence circles and the people you're communicating with that they think that is a next event strategy on this thing? I think that's the strategy. That's the that's the plan. But I also think that if if Israel is continues to be on its game and as it was not over the past week, right. um, but is now. Uh, they will be forced to deploy one or more nuclear weapons into Syria, into Lebanon, and into Iran. Right, and that right. would be the the logical conclusion. I hope none of this ever happens. Yeah, but I do believe that that is a definite possibility, and that the reign of terror from okay. from Iranian guided missiles right. into Israel. Right. is something that is on the on the boards as part of the okay. plan. Okay, all right. Now, let me let me switch off. Now, I want to ask you, IQ, based on what Ilana puts out there on that specific scenario right there, with them coming in, to be clear, Hezbollah, with Iran there, and then they have no alternative but Israel to go and utilize these nuclear weapons, in that scenario, Yes, it's and then she well, hold on. She then said she hoped that didn't ha wouldn't happen. I'm going to ask you right now. I'm wondering if that should happen versus I hope that doesn't happen. Maybe we should hope that does happen. Now, why do I say that? You say that so to finish the job. Yes, I rest rest my case once and all, and once and for all. Finish but the I job. I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not happy of what's happening. I'm not happy not for myself. 
for the whole world. Because a nuclear exchange is not going to be just local. Even if it's a tactical nuclear weapon, it, can, it might escalate too much more. Yeah. This is why well, I'm saying the West yeah. should support Israel in annihilating the Ayatollah regime. Yeah. I'm not talking about killing Iranian people. Exactly. The Iranian people are also victims. Oh, they're absolutely victims. The Iranian people are another amazing people themselves, 100%. Uh, and but again, you're talking about the Ayatollah, uh, the Ayatollah uh, Himeni here, who's who you're speaking about here, and uh, and his uh, uh, IR, um, yes, 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 yeah, IRGC, yeah, uh, the the Revolutionary Guard and, the, and his leadership, yeah. Uh, well, uh, I mean, it, it's like it's like a cancer in the body, IQ, Ilan. It's like it a, is cancer. a cancer, yeah. By the way, nobody, including the Pope, and especially the Pope is mentioning the destruction of Christians in Asia, the destruction of Christians in Africa. Nobody is mentioning it. No, nobody. No, I'm no. the only one on every single talk show. I mention it and yeah. nobody says anything. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. It gets a pass all the way around here. It's a terrible thing. It's It really gives you a lot of food for thought here, uh, what we're speaking about. Well, we got into some the core of this fight today in very interesting ways that I, I was hoping we did. Uh, it, it probably was a little heavy for some of you out there, and I, I know I can imagine that it would be. But, you know, here's the thing I want to share with you all, is that um, reality and the truth, uh, they're painful. They hurt. They hurt. They're very painful. Uh, the truth is is very painful. And when you're not willing to address the truth and say some of the things that are not popular to say, and they almost don't even sound rational sometimes. But if you really understand the core of what we're talking about in the fight, and you love humanity, and you love people, you understand that fight. And you understand what needs to be done. You understand what needs to be done to eradicate that cancer. And you understand you're not dealing with just another battle royal. I mean, it is, it is a battle of human life. It's a battle of humanity. It's a battle of all time. It is a battle of good and evil. It is a battle to fight back on this indoctrination of the human spirit. There's a lot going on in the world, not to mention what's happening in Europe and what's happening in China and what's happening in other areas. It's a very, very volatile planet. There's no doubt about it. There are times we, we need to fight the good fight. We need to stand tall. And But, you know, we also need to fight God's fight to fight back is fighting that evil. And there are measures we have to take to the enemy at times that uh, don't feel good. They're not favorable. We, we sure would have preferred not to. But you either kill or be killed. You either eat or be eaten. You either survive and live or you die. That is the world we live in, my fellow Americans. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.